Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 177. It's now been five years, six months, and six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today our show features a great letter that BC Dave wrote me this past July covering many topics. And I'm going to share his letter and sprinkle in my thoughts, news, and commentary along the way. Find myself, not someone else. Dave begins, Hi Lori, I'm enjoying seeing your adventures on Facebook. I hope your voice acting is meeting your expectations. Hence, to my big news. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da! I am, as of now, a professional voice actor, and I booked my first gig. I can't believe it. It took me four years and 11 months from my first class to my first session in a pro studio doing a video game. Now, I can't tell you one thing more than that, other than this game will come out sometime, and when it does, I'll be able to tell you what the game is and who I play in it. But until then, just be happy for me that this actually came to pass. The seemingly impossible dream that I've worked for for so very long and doubted myself for and wondered, why me? Or any one of a zillion questions. And the thing that means the most to me is my friends here in the voiceover community have been so supportive. (laughs) and just helped me along the way and there's so many people thrilled for me that this opportunity came to pass so go Lori go Lori you think that's self-promoting no I'm just so incredibly happy when I got the call I literally broke down and cried tears of joy now I've read about tears of joy in the past but I didn't know it was like a thing It really was. The emotional release of me wanting this for so long and it actually coming true, I just couldn't believe it. And the tears just flowed and it all went great. I enjoyed myself thoroughly and can't wait to do some more. So stay tuned in one of these years. I'll be able to tell you what it was I actually did. Dave goes on to welcome our new BCs and to answer the question I posed on day 174. What does it mean to be authentic? Dave writes, great episodes 174 and 175. Welcome to new BCs Jody, Sarah, and the poster from Australia. To me, I am not being authentic when I act in a way I think others want me to, or so I will fit in. Fitting in has always been a trigger for my compulsive overeating there are times I don't even feel like I fit in when surrounded by my family. I have to remember that it is okay to believe differently from those around me and to focus on what we have in common. Growing and changing for our own good is a form of being authentic. Asking for help and showing your vulnerability is being authentic. Emmy, our emotional eating coach, is a lot like a therapist, giving us tools like emotional check-in every two to three hours And we stop what we're doing and, one, name three thoughts you are having, two, name three emotions you are feeling, three, what do you need from an outside source, four, make a positive statement. Kathleen and I have our alarms go off five times a day. Sometimes we do it alone, sometimes we do it together. I find that it calms my mind when I'm thinking in circles. 
We both have found it has improved communication in our 24-year marriage and brought us closer. Emmy also suggested that we read Intuitive Eating, a revolutionary program that works by Evelyn Chabot which I believe is also linked on Lori's blog. So as an aside, yes, Dave, that was the book that inspired me, Lori, to give up dieting and the scale. And the things Dave writes he learned from the book are, one, that 93% of all people on diets gain the weight back plus some extra. Two, the more we restrict the food, the more we crave it. And so Dave goes on. So we started reintroducing, giving ourselves permission bad foods for us, that is cookies, cereals, and bread, we ate them, even overate them. But now we don't crave them. When someone at the office offers them, we can have one and walk away or pass them by, knowing that if we start to crave them, we can have them later. The book also teaches to not get on the scale, so we don't, except at the doctor's office. We have gained a little, but the coolest thing I've found is now I crave veggies in smaller portions. We rarely have the feeling of denial or shame or guilt. I see our eating patterns changing in a more organic and gentle manner. We are moving toward peace with food and quantity of food. To be transparent, there are some foods my body reacts badly to, so I avoid them, but they are not banned. Then Dave moves on from food strategies to life events and starts out with a cool story from his and his wife, B.C. Kathleen's disc golf adventures. As most of you know, my wife and I have developed a passion for disc golf. We hired a coach, joined Facebook groups, and made hundreds of new acquaintances slash friends, played in tournaments, traveled to various courses, 31 at this time, have spent too much on equipment. The disc golf community is very uplifting and helpful. I'm getting more movement in. I hesitate to call it exercise. I really don't enjoy exercise. While golfing, we move for one to three hours at a time. Nothing high intensity, walking, bending, lifting, and flexing. Disc golf is also a form of mental therapy for us both. Recently, we have had two exciting disc golf events. In May, we went to the Portland Disc Golf Open at Blue Lake in Gresham, Oregon. This tournament is part of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, which means we did not go to compete. We went to watch the pros. We had the opportunity to watch the pros warm up, practice, and compete. We had the opportunity for one-on-one conversation with not only the pros, but many of the support staff. We also took many selfies with people we look up to. The cool part is that some of them recognized us from our Facebook posts and seeing us at previous clinics and events. We also ran into many of our friends from the PNW disc golf scene and everybody we came in contact with seemed excited to see us. The other exciting disc golf event was in June We went to the Beaver State Fling at Milo MacGyver State Park in Estacada, Oregon. Oregon is known as the Beaver State. Much like collecting autographs from celebrities, in disc golf, it is customary to get the pros to sign your discs. At this event, we ran into many people who knew us strictly from our Facebook posts. We had people asking for selfies with us, and one golfer even asked us to sign his disc. One group of golfers even pointed out our car and called us by name. We have never felt so loved. Oh man, that is so awesomely cool, Dave. Hooray! You and Kathleen are enjoying the fruits of sticking with your goals and thriving in a like-minded community. Well deserved. Dave then goes on to write about some physical challenges. But for every up, there is a down. Back in May, I finished physical therapy on my lower back. 
however, had this pain that shot down my leg. I was told it would pass as my back healed. In truth, it did not. I spent most of May, June, and half of July pushing through the pain, and to be honest, self-medicating, pushing myself back towards my addictions. I had been in PT for the lower right side of my back. Then on June 21st, I hurt the lower left side of my back, which in turn re-aggravated my right side. Once again, I cranked up the self-medicating and I'm in and out of a very dark place. I have not been able to play disc golf in about a month and a half, which has caused me lots of emotional turmoil. Kathleen has a tournament in August and I'm signed up to be her caddy and I doubt I will be able to participate. This is a minor disappointment. However, the constant pain is causing me loss of sleep and triggering my depression. The medical system slash insurance in the U.S. is frustrating. It took almost three weeks to get into physical therapy, and after my first appointment, I am finally beginning to have some relief and hope. Well, Dave Guy, I'm so sorry to hear about your struggles with your back, and I so totally, totally relate to how frustrating it is not to be able to do your activity and to want to get out there and to live your life and to be sidelined by your body. It almost feels like your body is betraying you. And sometimes it just takes so long for those pesky injuries to heal. And so my heart goes out to you. And I'm so pleased that you do have more emotional support available to you now with Emmy and with Kathleen and your disc golf community. And just know that I'm thinking of you. We have some little Zen rocks up here at the next to top Zen space. And I'm sending all my love. And BCs, I'm asking you to send your positive vibes, support, and prayers for BC Dave and Kathleen as well. Then Dave goes on to comment some more about thoughts he had listening to the shows. He says, The following occurred to me after listening to the latest podcast. I have found that, while difficult to maybe a little disappointing, after doing some self-analysis, it is okay to change or even give up on certain goals and not feel like a quitter slash failure. I just turned 50 and never graduated from college. And for a while, I went back to school and tried to complete my degree. It was very expensive and time-consuming. The truth was I was not willing to admit that I was just not willing to sacrifice other things to make time for school. After much hand-wringing, struggle, and talking it over with Kathleen, I decided to drop my goal of getting a degree. At first it hurt, and I felt so much like a failure. But then I realized it is okay to drop goals that conflict with other goals and will not help me on my current path. I am aware that there is still time to go back and complete my degree, but I just don't have the desire anymore. Well, BCs, this brings me right into my topic of the day. Letting go of what doesn't serve you in your heart and embracing what does resonate. And it strikes me for longtime listeners and people that have listened all the way through by binge listening, which is a lot of shows to listen to, you know that at the beginning of Compulsive Overeating Diary, I focused, through the help of our wonderful friend Josh Woodward, on segments about letting go. What are the things, habits, thoughts, behaviors that I'm going to let go of 
to create a better life experience for myself and those around me. <laughs> then I said to myself after several years, this is kind of making me look for all the negative things that I've got going into my life. I'm looking at things I need to let go of. So instead, I'm going to look for positive things that I need to embrace more, things I need to do more of to have a better life experience for myself. But you know, BCs, I think that in reality, it's a combination of the two. And one way that you know what you should let go or what you should embrace is by how it makes you feel. I talked a little bit last time in my studio with the borrowed mic from my friend about the gifts that we enjoy, gifts that something we could use, something we don't have too much of or something that we like. And I equated that to eating, that when I eat something, it should feel good. I should enjoy it. It shouldn't make my body feel awful. It shouldn't make me feel guilty. It shouldn't make me feel like I'm left out of things because I know you know if you've gone out to dinner and eaten a good amount that didn't make you overly full and you put your fork down because you were busy talking with your friends or family or whomever you went to dinner with and having a good time and maybe you had a bite of dessert instead of a whole dessert, whatever it was. I know every one of you have had some experience where you've had a meal where you weren't counting every single calorie and yet when that meal was over, you felt good about it. You felt good in your body, you weren't starving, you weren't stuffed, you felt good that you got a chance to enjoy food. Now, if you haven't had that experience, I guess that might be something to embrace. Find some way to have an experience with food that feels good in every which way, where you're looking forward to the flavor, where the nutrition is something you enjoy and nourishes your body in a nice way, you have some good company to enjoy this with, and make it an occasion. Because I tell you, Mark and I just went up to Santa Barbara and we celebrated his birthday and man, everything was like off the chart. We weren't like really worried about our nutrition or how much we were eating or what we were doing. We did go on a bike ride, but honestly, that bike ride would not have burnt that many calories, not really. And I came home and I thought, okay, I'm going to be real with myself and get on my old nemesis, the scale, just to see where I am. Because I have been trying to make a more conscious effort if there's two things that I might enjoy eating to pick the one that might let me slowly, slowly, slowly drop a few pounds. Because I put on a few pounds through the 18 months of my plantar fasciitis where I couldn't come hiking and I couldn't go biking and I couldn't really move around very much. And as you know, I'm not trying to be Barbie doll thin whatsoever. I'm not even trying to be thin. But I am trying to kind of get back to the weight where I felt better when I was moving around. And the way I'm doing that is just being very conscious of how I feel. And from time to time, I jump on the scale to see if, yeah, that's right. That's about what I thought. Because honestly, after all this time, for the most part, I can almost predict to the ounce what I weigh on the scale. I just kind of like, body, what do you weigh today? And usually I know. But I came back from that trip and I thought, oh yeah, brother, I'm going to like, you know, have another three or four pounds that 
I'll just have to kind of get back to being mindful and, and just live with that. And I got on that scale and I weighed exactly the same as when I left. And I thought, oh, this is probably just my metabolism hasn't gotten done putting this onto my butt. <laughs> so I'll get weighed again in five more days and see what, what have I done to my progress. So I got weighed again in five more days. I weighed exactly the same. So I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I just went and went back to my process of like, okay, I'll just, if there's two things that would make me happy to eat and one might be a little lighter in the calories or higher in the nutrition, I'm going to choose that unless I'm strongly wanting the other thing. And I got weighed a week later and I was down half a pound. So this isn't like to give you a new diet plan or anything like that. But I'm telling you, Mark and I were eating what in my diet mentality mind would have been high-end, fattening, you know, champagne, uh, sugary drinks with umbrellas like I enjoy when celebrating. We were not conscious in any way outside of what sounded most delicious to us. But because we were having such a nice time, we ate all of our meals. It took us forever to eat them. And we took our time eating them. And we spent a lot of time walking around and looking at things and resting and not being stressed out. And just, we had a very nice time. So I think BC is a lot of what our body's doing. No, I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not a nutritional expert. I'm not a body expert. I'm not a psychologist. But from my own experience, I rarely ever gain weight on vacation. I just don't. And I think part of it is just how relaxed I feel. I kind of buy into this stress kind of screws you up metabolism wise. I really do. Because there's been times where I've eaten where it feels like almost nothing and had some stubborn, awful scale results or tight pants or other things. But overall, I'm very pleased that my weight seems to be able to adjust itself through my intentions versus putting myself on a strict diet again. Now, I'm sincere that for those of you who found a great eating plan for you or a way to eat or something that's helping you to meet your physical and emotional and eating goals, I am happy for you because I've been there, done that. I was very happy when I lost the 130 pounds on Weight Watchers and I had all my Weight Watcher buddies there supporting me and I used to go out to breakfast after getting weighed every Saturday <laughs> with my friends and we'd always have pancakes and work it into our points. I think it was still points then. You know, that really worked for me and it was another dream come true. I didn't cry, I didn't cry tears for joy, but when I hit goal, and wore my tiara. <laughs> that was a surreal moment. There I was, single digit, size eight. Oh my goodness. I never in my life thought that I would be that thin. And to stay that thin was really kind of fun. I could go shopping and, and buy clothes. I kind of went overboard buying clothes because in my life I'd only ever been able to buy clothes, whatever happened to fit. Whatever size they had that would cover me up is, you know, then fit me, I would buy that. And if there were pants that fit me, my goodness, I would buy every color of that kind of pants. 
because it was very hard for me having sort of short legs and carrying my weight on my thighs to ever find pants that fit in the waist and in the thighs too. So to have that feeling of, oh my goodness, I can pick out whatever I want was great. And so I don't want to negate for anybody your experience of what you want in your life. I'm just saying that for me at my age and all that I've been through and the things that I found that are important to me, that I do better in my life not focusing so much on food or my body even. I mean, I'm realistic about it. I know what I weigh. I know what it looks like on camera. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I do. Though, actually, it's kind of an advantage for me now because, as I said before, I kind of like have a lesser talent pool for those types of roles. <laughs> There's a ton of op absolutely beautiful younger people going after the beautiful young roles. And I'm just kind of wacky looking, you know, comfortable in my size person who can go for certain types of roles. So, yes, I would love it if the camera thought that I had Barbie legs and that I, you know, look gorgeous and all that kind of stuff, but that's not who I am. I'm gorgeous in my heart. I am gorgeous when I'm voice acting, let me tell you. I can be as beautiful and have as Barbie legs as I want. <laughs> Which is some of the fun. In voice acting, you're not limited by your physical self outside of what you can do with your vocal instrument and what you can do with your acting and that type of thing. So it's just fantastic for me that I'm experiencing the freedom of playing all types of roles or being whoever I want as a voice actor and yet accepting myself well enough that I'm starting to submit for commercial work as myself. That's kind of cool. I was always so scared people might notice how big my butt is. <laughs> but guess what? They're going to notice. <laughs> I just don't notice, you know. Because I don't have to look at it usually. <laughs> oh. So I feel pretty free right now. And I feel pretty darn good right now. Because something that I had to let go of in the big way was what I started when I did this show. I had to give up letting food and focus on food rule my life. And in voice acting, I had to give up worrying about, am I ever going to book a role? Despite how many roles and things that my friends were doing. I also had to give up the feeling of being a faker <laughs> because... How could I be a good voice actor if I was never booking a role? You know, okay, a couple years, okay. Study, okay. Need better demos, okay. But after a while, it's like, if I'm not booking, I must be terrible. And guess what? That is not true. I say that again. It wasn't true. All that study and preparation and going to places where you practice in pro studios and associations with pro voice actors and absorbing how you behave in the pro studio, absorbing how to do things and having that practice of people watching you, all those things I did in class and workshop and just hanging out with people who work, it made me ready. And the part 
that I finally got is exactly what I would like to play, exactly. And it was with the people I would love to do this work with. And it was in a real studio, which I enjoy more than when you do your work in your own home studio. It was every single thing that I could ever want because it was right for me. And I discovered that my goal, instead of I want to book anything, was prepare myself be ready when opportunity comes along. Be as ready as you can. Be patient. Become clear with yourself. What is it that you want? What is it that you're good at? What is it where you, as an actor, can bring something to the table that is uniquely you? And for so many years, I felt that everything that was me was terrible. As you know, you've heard me be pathetic <laughs> over and over that it took me quite a long time to realize that there's plenty about me and my voice and the types of characters that I love to act that are unique and are special. And when those types of characters are needed, they're going to think of me, Lori. And then it was just a matter of time and chance. And it happened. I didn't cause it. I didn't solicit it. I didn't try for it. It just happened. And what I have to embrace is the other side of letting go of my negativity towards myself. I really, really need to continue to embrace appreciating me for who I am. I know I'm not perfect. I know I have my faults and all of that. I don't think I'm better than other people. But I also don't think I'm worse than other people anymore. I am who I am and that's okay. And to have a happy life, it helps me to remember that. That I, Lori, am a special, unique being living the life that I'm living at the moment. Just like UBCs are all special, unique individuals. And over the course of this show, sometimes we've had lots and lots of BCs participating and writing like Dave did or calling the Bravery Hotline or making up features like Donnie with Foolish Fun or Stephanie from Quebec with The Secret Topic. And we used to have just all kinds of participation, which made it one kind of show. I also used to be much more focused on losing weight, which made it another kind of show. And then lately, it's been more about huh, how am I feeling about things? Which made it a completely different type of show. So my takeaway is that all of these shows are valid. All of these shows served a purpose. And for those of you who continue to listen, it must be serving a purpose for you. But I will invite you that if you want to participate, I would so enjoy it. And I know for a fact that BCs love it when you do call and share your story or write comments on the blog and share your opinion. Because otherwise, it's just me sitting up here giving my thoughts into the blue sky of the mountain, which is great. I'm a great thinker. <laughs> but I think it'd be even more fun to hear some more from you. So, what are you letting go and what are you embracing today?
Okie doke. Before we move on to our dance moment, here's a big shout out and thank you to Donnie who took time to check in on me lately and to the Amazon shoppers who continue to order using the link found on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. Now, when you use that link, it doesn't cost you any more to buy something on Amazon, but those pennies that come our way sure help Mark and me with the bravery hotline and other compulsive overeating diary expenses. So, embrace today's dance moment. Actually, three and a half moments. It's a bit of a departure for me. It's an electronic dance tune called Love Versus Hate and it gives you the opportunity to sway to the beat and get your groove on while pondering some awesome lyrics about the voices in your own mind that can encourage you to self-love or self-hate. I love this song. It's really different for me, and I hope you take a chance and listen, well, dancing, of course, all the way through. And if you'd like to see me dancing to it, look at my Instagram on Lori Dreamweaver, and you will see me grooving on the mountain today. So BCs, enjoy your dance, and until next time, grooving together, take care, because I really, 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 cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, really care. Thank you.